Matt Serra shocked the MMA world. The fighter from New York found success early with his skills in Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. But after going 4-4 in the UFC, his career looked like it was going to be average at best. But then he joined the fourth season of The Ultimate Fighter, which was a season that consisted of UFC fighters who had not fought for the title. Matt won the season, which led to an immediate shot at the UFC welterweight championship. His opponent was champion George St. Pierre, who was the 11-1 favorite. But Matt ended up winning the fight with the first round TKO making him the UFC welterweight champion. This win is regarded by many as the biggest upset in MMA history. Regardless, he lost the belt immediately in a rematch to George St. Pierre before going 1-2 and two to finish off his career. So how good was Matt Serra actually? Hey guys, it's Keon and today I'm going to be talking about Matt the Terror Serra. As a huge GSP fan, Matt was definitely someone I was not a fan of when I was younger because he crushed my heart as a kid with that upset win. But now that I'm older, I appreciate him way more now. Being one of two men to defeat George St. Pierre is a huge accomplishment, but that tends to be what Matt gets recognized for the most. He had a whole entire career that not many know about, and despite having one of the greatest highs, he also had his lows. So in this video, we will take a look at his MMA career to really understand how good he was. But first, shout out to the undisputed members of my Patreon. They get the extra perk of a shout out before each video, but even the intro members get early access and video to the Keon Kamara podcast. And as always, the money goes to charity. Once again, we donate did this month's earnings to the Ronald McDonald House charity in Toronto. So thank you to the Undisputed and Interim members for all your support. And if you would like more information or would like to donate yourself, the link will be down below. Now let's get to it. Matt began his MMA career on April 1st, 1998 at the age of 24. Prior to his debut, he wrestled and trained in Wing Chun. But his expertise was in Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu where Matt became a Pan-American champion. His first opponent in MMA was Kamzat Vitaev. Both men immediately tried to take the other down, but it was Kamzat who ended up on top, but Matt stayed busy by attempting an armbar off his back, and even though he didn't lock it, he got a hold of Kamzat's back. This eventually led to a rare naked choke that forced the tap. Matt won three more fights before signing with the UFC. His first opponent with the promotion was Shoney Carter. With nine seconds left in the fight, Matt got knocked out by a spinning backfist. Despite this defeat, he went on to pick up a decision win against Eves Edwards. Then he moved down to lightweight for the first time in his career and defeated Kelly Delante with a triangle choke. This led to a spot in the UFC 41 lightweight tournament. In the semifinals at UFC 39, Matt fought BJ Penn. For the entire fight, Matt attempted to bring the action down. But BJ denied most of the takedowns and for the most part, he was controlling the action on the feet. After three rounds, he won by unanimous decision. Matt lost his next fight to Dean Thomas by split decision before fighting Jeff Curran. Jeff got taken down many times in this fight. And while on top, Matt delivered some ground and pound. After three rounds, he won by unanimous decision. Matt went on to defeat defeat Ivan Menjivar at UFC 48 by unanimous decision before moving back up to 170 to fight former WEC welterweight champion, Caro Parisian. Matt looked very close to finishing the fight by connecting with a huge right hand, but Caro survived and for the rest of the fight, he secured takedowns, threw shots from above, and was close to locking up a rear naked choke. By the end, he won by unanimous decision. Following this 4-4 record in the UFC, Matt became a participant on the fourth season of The Ultimate Fighter, which was also known as the comeback season due to the entire cast being UFC fighters who never fought for the title. So of course, alongside $100,000, the prize was going to be a shot at the title. This season of the show was also a change in format with the coaches. Instead, prominent UFC fighters and trainers acted as advisors. One of the advisors was UFC welterweight George St. Pierre, who had the opportunity to win the welterweight title in his next fight against champion Matt Hughes, which meant that there was a possibility that George was going to be fighting the winner of the season. 
in the welterweight bracket, Matt defeated Pete Spratt by TKO and Shoney Carter by unanimous decision. This led to a spot in the finals against Chris Lytle, and Matt controlled the action for most of the fight to win by split decision, making him the Ultimate Fighter Season 4 welterweight tournament winner. So at UFC 69, Matt fought for the UFC welterweight championship. His opponent was champion George St. Pierre, who had just won the belt against Matt Hughes at UFC 65. There was a lot of hype surrounding George after this win and because of it, he was a huge favorite to win. Going in, Matt was the 11-1 underdog, but after trading on the feet, he connected with the right hand that rocked George. He tried to survive, but Matt continued to press forward with punches that dropped him. George ate ground and pound before referee Big John stepped in, making Matt Serra the new UFC welterweight champion. This was a massive upset and till this day, it is considered as one of the biggest upsets in MMA history. Now as champion, Matt went on to become a coach on the sixth season of The Ultimate Fighter opposite former champion Matt Hughes. Although the two were supposed to fight at UFC 79, Sarah pulled out due to a herniated disc in his lower back. So instead, Hughes fought former champion George St. Pierre for the interim welterweight championship. And with George winning that fight, he cemented his spot as the number one contender. So the rematch went down at UFC 83 in Montreal, Canada. George controlled the action everywhere the fight went, especially on the ground as he brought Matt down with ease and connected with shots from above. In round 2, George brought the fight down again and connected with knees to the body that forced the ref to step in. At UFC 98, Sarah fought former UFC welterweight champion Matt Hughes. Sarah looked very close to finishing the fight early in round 1 after connecting with a big right hand, but Hughes survived and began to control the action with his grappling. After 3 rounds, he won by unanimous decision. At UFC 109, Matt fought Frank Trigg. The two traded bombs right away. Although Frank had his moments, he ate a huge right hand and punches that dropped him. Matt connected with more shots from above before the ref stepped in. At UFC 119, he fought Chris Lytle for a second time. Chris was the much bigger fighter and he used that to his advantage in the stand-up exchanges. By the end, he won by unanimous decision. Following this defeat, Matt took a break from fighting to focus more on coaching and his family. But after nearly three years of inactivity, he finally announced his retirement from MMA in May of 2013. Although he left the door open to a comeback if the UFC held an event at Madison Square Garden, that never happened happened until UFC 205 in 2016. And by this point, Matt was focusing more on coaching and media obligations. Then in 2018, the UFC inducted him into the Hall of Fame. So after going 11-7 in a career that saw him become the Ultimate Fighter Season 4 Welterweight Tournament winner and the UFC Welterweight Champion, how good was Matt Serra actually? The sport of MMA is full of upsets, but in my opinion, Matt's win against George St. Pierre is still the biggest. Now this topic is very debatable as many believe Holly Holm win over Ronda Rousey was an even bigger upset. But as shocked as I was when Ronda lost, it was more understanding that this result could have happened compared to it happening to George St. Pierre. Because even though George had just won the belt, the hype surrounding him was at an all-time high because he was a young and all-around force. Ronda, on the other hand, was only an expert in judo. And even though she was undefeated and defended her belt six times, she was never tested against an elite-level striker like Holly Holm. What made this upset so shocking was mostly due to the fact that we never saw Ronda close to losing before. But George had lost to Matt Hughes and was also in a tough fight against BJ Penn. So that aura of invincibility diminished a little. Regardless, he avenged that one defeat and proved against many fighters that he was able to beat them anywhere the fight went. So when it came to fighting a 9-4 Matt Serra, there weren't many scenarios that saw George losing. But the one scenario that is possible in any fight is the one-punch knockout. Even though George didn't get finished right away, that right hand by Matt rocked him so bad and by that point, he was in survival mode, and that's why I view it as the bigger upset. Holly made a definitive
of statement that she was better than Ronda because she absolutely outclassed her. The result was an upset in terms of the narrative, but skill-wise, it wasn't. Similar in situation to TJ Dillashaw beating Henan Barrow. But with Matt's win ending so quickly, there was more interpretation on whether he was the better fighter or just got lucky. And even though he got outclassed in the rematch against George St. Pierre, I still don't consider the result of the first fight to be by luck. Like I said in my last video about Joseph Benavidez, sometimes in the sport, the timing has to be right. And even though Matt had his lows early on, he shined when it mattered. He wasn't the best fighter, but he also wasn't the worst. But being a mid-tier fighter led to an opportunity to participate on the Ultimate Fighter. And he took advantage of this by becoming the winner and also the number one contender. Despite all the hype surrounding George St. Pierre at this time, his mindset was very different prior to this fight. He let all the positive talk of him being the best get into his head and afterwards, he admitted that he overlooked Matt because of it. And even though he didn't know it, this was the best time for Matt to blitz forward and stun George. Which is why I don't consider this win to be lucky. It was the right game plan for the right moment. Matt could have played it safe with his grappling, which has been displayed in many fights when he'd secure takedowns, throw ground and pound, and lock up submissions. But he also carried a lot of power in his right hand. Plus, he has a pretty strong chin. So Matt wasn't afraid to press forward against George and look for that one shot. And this proved to be the perfect game plan against George at this point in his career. Because he was caught off guard as he did not expect to face any troubles against Matt. Which is a bad mindset to have against a fighter who was a massive underdog and truly had nothing to lose. But this defeat changed George as a fighter as it taught him to never underestimate anyone and to not let the hype get into his head. So when the rematch came around, he was a much more confident fighter. This continued confidence led to dominance and I can't help but to think that Matt was a huge reason for George's success as a fighter. GSP wouldn't be regarded as the great that he is today without that defeat. Aside from Matt teaching lessons as a fighter, he also does it as a coach. And alongside Ray Longo, they have trained some amazing fighters with many of them finding a lot of success in the UFC. Matt has also become a huge MMA personality after his retirement due to his appearances on Dana White's Looking for a Fight and the UFC Unfiltered podcast. And I think this stage of his career is when I began to appreciate him more as a person because I genuinely find him very entertaining. And because of this, I appreciate him even more as a fighter. Yes, he crushed my childhood dreams by defeating my hero, George St. Pierre. But I can't hate the man for taking advantage of the opportunities he was given by winning when it mattered. Especially when we consider that he did all this as a smaller welterweight. And for his first title defense to be against George St. Pierre in enemy territory is very ballsy. One thing we can all agree on is that Matt proved how tough he is both physically and mentally. And with the right timing, the stars aligned for him to capture UFC gold. That's what would give his MMA career an 8.5 out of 10. I think the speed at which he went from average fighter to champion is what makes this seem like a fluke. Almost like it was out of a movie. Which is why I believe Matt Serra is without a doubt the Rocky Balboa of MMA. My name is Keon and this is my take on Matt the Terra Serra. Do you agree, disagree, or have something else to add? please put in the comments down below because I love to read it. If you like this video, please give it a thumbs up and subscribe to my channel for more content like this. But that's a lot for now, so I'll see you in my next one.